Bishop and Vickers. I'm Bishop Tom Daly from the Diocese of Spokane in Eastern Washington. And joining are our three vicars, Father Brian Mee, who is the Vicar of Finance and Pastor of St. Augustine Parish here in Spokane, Father Pat Kirst, the Vicar for Priests and the Pastor of St. Thomas More, and Father Darren Connell, Vicar General and Rector of Our Lady of Lords Cathedral. We're talking in this Lenten season on virtue and um, a lot of times uh, the debate in our nation and any t number of topics, whether it's politics, religion, school boards, there's someone said we have a loss of virtue. There's a loss of civility. Let's step back for a minute and uh, what is virtue? Well, let me uh, take that one, Bishop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> figured you would. for grabbing the microphone. Whoa. Oh, I, well, I just ready. was prepared and I happened to, uh, in my research last week uh, on virtues, I... Uh, looked up uh, virtue virtue in the catechism and um, this is the definition a virtue is a is an habitual that means a habit not and firm disposition to do the good it allows the person not only to perform good acts but to give the best of himself or herself the virtuous person tends toward the good with all his or her sensory and spiritual powers he or she pursues the good and chooses it in concrete actions. The one, I guess the the key word there for me is the word habitual because um, if uh, if your neighbor mows your lawn when you're sick once and and doesn't uh, doesn't give you the time of day any other point in his in his life, um, that's not a virtuous act that he did. It was a, it was a kindness, I suppose, but it wasn't a virtue because. For something to be a virtue, it has to be habitual. Over what if over he's again. mowing all the neighbors' lawns? Well, uh, that's a good point. Now, now, what's the opposite of virtue? Anyway, keep going, keep going. You're doing. Well, something. actually, I think that's about it. They have to be practiced, and, and I guess that's one of the reasons, the good reasons. But, that we, but the opposite have, of virtue is, is interrupting. Uh, vice. <laughs> is yes. vice. Uh, and interrupting is one of the principal vices. Yeah. So that describes the virtuous person. So the opposite of that is the vicious person. Vicious. Vicious. Mm. Okay. Okay. You, well, may, you may continue. Well, let's let's step away because uh, yeah. you're going to talk about the days when Father Pat Kirst was in the vice squad of the traffic uh, patrol. Uh, oh, but oh. virtues, this is one of the reflections given to my executive producer, Mary Richards. Virtues. We all think we're virtuous, but so many people can't name more than a few of them. In the Catholic uh -oh, Church, there were three very distinct distinct categories of virtues, which we should be praying to have more of. should never end, uh, end a sentence with a preposition. The first category is known as the cardinal virtues. Father me, cardinal virtues, name them. Cardinal virtues, there are four cardinal virtues. There's temperance, fortitude, justice, and something that you're not. Something that you're prudence. not. Prudence. I knew it. <laughs> wow, I got through that one. And the theological virtues. That's me too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're on. Faith, faith, hope, hope, and, and charity. charity. Faith, hope, and charity. The How first about three the capital beads of virtues? the rosary? The capital virtues. Capital virtues. Capital virtues. Let me well, those think. are, those uh, are the... Aren't those secular? Those are the virtues I've already said. The temperance. 
prudence, justice, and fortitude well, are also the, called capital virtues. Well, the old oh. John McLaughlin, wrong. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> chastity, generosity, temperance, oh, brotherly uh, love, uh, meekness, humility, I, which seems to be lacking, and diligence. I know why we didn't get those. Humility was a virtue. Well, I think you're wrong uh, no. because this is cutting edge uh, <laughs> theology. No, let's, let's back up for a minute. Yeah, we better it, back it, up. Very much circle serious. back. Let's circle back <laughs> so everyone has a place at the table. Um, Cardinal virtues. We better stick with them, huh? Let's stick with the card. Yeah, this is a limited limit uh, audience. Cardinal virtues. Father, me. um, What does the word cardinal come from? It comes from the Latin for hinge. So these are the pivotal virtues. As long as we're talking about cardinal terms, Mm -hmm. prudence is oftentimes referred to as the auriga virtutum. Which is the liturgical vestment? I've never referred to it. Which is it's it's in the catechism. You guys would have had that back in in sixty three. Sixty three. No, no. This is a new catechism, and that means the charioteer of Mm. the virtues. So, in other words, the other virtues can get out of line if you don't measure them well. You know, sometimes we say, "Oh, well, we have to do this out of justice or mercy or whatever." But as you'll recall, St. Thomas Aquinas saying in medio stat virtus, in the middle is virtue. So prudence keeps us as charioteers, keeps our chariot balanced. Hmm. Sort of like the phrase that's very popular with Father Pat Kirsten, his parish staff, stay in your lane. Uh, <laughs> very that, much yeah, that way. Good. Yeah. What did Thomas Aquinas say about justice? Well, is this a question for who, who are you directing this <laughs> well, to? Well, I was trying to involve uh, Father Kirst, but I, he's having another I, bite of his Snickers bar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas who? Yeah. Aquino. Aquino. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he defined justice. But. Well, I can tell you what... Um, Stu Cookman. You know, justice is sometimes, you know, especially... Uh, I think the Catechism, again, quotes Leviticus in this, and it says that... Um, one is not to be partial to the poor nor deferred to the rich, but always righteous in their justice to their neighbor. Mm. Uh, And I think that's a good thing because sometimes, uh, especially a a term that became popular in the 60s, and that was um, the option for the poor, which is still valid today, but never uh, if it brings about an injustice for anyone else. So justice is always looking for what is right towards God and what's right towards our neighbor, be they rich, be they poor, um, be they Irish or some other ethnic group. <laughs> Wrong. Oh, that, that, yes. It's going pretty well till then. <laughs> Maybe something about the, the German. Uh, what is the German sense of justice? <laughs> or Texas. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Fortitude. Now, there's something that uh, is lacking in a segment of our population. What's another word for fortitude? Uh, Stick to itiveness. Courage. 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 For example, the apostles. Think of them when they were hiding in the upper room. Would Courage. you have given them a pep talk if you were the Messiah, Pat Kirst? To, to the disciples hidden in the upper room? Up in the room, yeah. We're, we're, going, we're reflecting on that experience. Mm-hmm. Not like your parish council, but... Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're usually talking about what color to paint the door, but okay. courage is a good thing, too, in terms of that. It, I think it uh, leads to hope, of course, and to, to trust. There is an expression of trust in, in God's providence. And 
And so in the midst of that, to, to not be overwhelmed by uncertainty or fear. And, uh, well, the apostles, I mean, from the time of being, let's just talk about fear as it seems to uh, prevent people from doing any number of things. Uh, but if the apostles after Pentecost received one of those gifts was the ability to boldly proclaim uh, the gospel, uh, there was a concrete example how that virtue was so essential in anyone uh, in the work of the church, especially uh, priests and I would say bishops for that matter. How does temperance, a lot of times I know that, uh, Father Me, you were, you still contribute to the temperate movement. Uh, is that part of, was that led to prohibition? I'm, maybe I'm confusing my <laughs> yeah. history. But how do, how well, do we you remember the pioneer movement? Oh, yes. The Irish. Yeah. And that's where... Um, did you take that promise at confirmation? Uh, no, they no longer did that. My dad did, though. Hmm. Yeah, he was a pioneer. Ah, good old Art. Art. Yeah, God rest his soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so temper so yeah, temperance, my understanding of temperance... Oh, you're still with us. I, I'm yeah. still with you. Okay. I was, had some more things to say about fortitude, but I guess we're moving on. Um, <laughs> Be temperate. Temperance is... Uh, um, a, a balance or, or striving for a balance in the use of, of created goods. Mm. Uh, uh, and again, I think the season of Lent we're in, gives us lots of opportunity to um, to offer, you know, to look at that balance and to restrain ourselves from, from uh, you know, our passions so, uh, and our, our hungers. So we, we uh, give up meat on, on Fridays and we fast on Ash Wednesday and, and Good Friday, which is, you know, the obligatory... Fast and abstinence laws today are pretty. I mean, I think they're pretty doable uh, compared, especially compared to in the past, and they help us. Uh, they help us uh, develop and uh, promote that virtue of temperance in our lives. If we speak about the four cardinal virtues, is, is again prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance. At the beginning, and Father Curse uh, was joking about vice and what that you know, the person who is virtuous or uh, vice. What do we call that? Vicious. Vicious. Um, where do what do we see? What would be the opposite of a prudence then? What would be the if if prudence is the the virtue? What might a person who wants to work on these virtues imprudent? Look at? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, someone who's probably well. I think I think immature. That, you mm -hmm. could uh, somehow apply each one one of those cardinal virtues to those seven vices. You know, mm -hmm. of um, avarice, envy, wrath. Um, Lust, lust, pride, which gluttony, sloth, gluttony. or um, acedia. Mm -hmm. So I think any one of those, uh, you know, and, and I think sometimes when we think of where did the cardinal virtues come from? I mean, where do you find them? And they actually, Plato in his Republic spoke about the cardinal virtues, also called the human virtues, because it is through, and this came up uh, earlier when Father Connell was uh, giving his presentation on, on virtue as is something habitual. So by the practice of these virtues, well, we build them up as well. Um, there's something natural to us. Certainly the grace we receive uh, is significant, well, very significant, but I mean, we just in our own nature are to have that ability to develop those, um, those human virtues as sometimes they're called as well. But, you know, I wonder if it'd be interesting if, you know, how so often we hear we have issues, social issues of today, but do we ever discuss them uh, in the context of the virtues, such as, again, those four virtues we've been speaking about? Or do we just say, well, I feel that this is what we should be doing? Or, 
you know, injustice without really understanding what the virtue of justice is, well, we need to be doing A, B, or C. So I think it'd be, what would be um, those issues that we could actually exercise those four cardinal virtues um, in? And that might be, you know, as people looked forward during the season of Lent, uh, a grace that comes from certain kind of change in one's behavior. Mike, this season of Lent, as we are going into the third week, um, might be an opportunity for us to work on some of these virtues. If you had to do, since we're, you know, with the, the, the 2019 season, we're more into full disclosure because, you, as you know, we're in a ratings battle with um, the clergy on the western part of the state. That, the coffee sippers? The coffee yeah, sippers no, by, tea the, sippers. by the warm fire or something? Yeah, after they have their Bikram yoga. Just go, with go, Linus or just go work. Their feet. Why can't the people just work? I and do, Or do more. Uh, but <laughs> what might be, what would be, what is a virtue, for example, Father Connell, that... Um, I, I know we can guess which one is a struggle for you, but before we're going to take a, a break, what might we begin? Oh, thank this, God! Yeah, what might we begin There's the a second? <laughs> living in each one of us. Right. Okay. Um, or should we guess? Do you have a problem with fortitude, courage? Yeah, I, I'm kind. Of, there's a phrase that I don't think we can use on on air, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I can't. Was that from the noted philosopher Mark Fabry? Uh, don't know who that is. But. Okay, well, we're going to have to wait because we're going to take a commercial break and then we'll be back as we talk about virtues. back as Bishop Daly and the three vicars, and we're devoting this particular episode to the virtues. Earlier in our first half of the program, we were talking about the cardinal virtues of prudence and justice, fortitude, and temperance. We also have the theological virtues, uh, which come to us uh, in Scripture. Um, They are acquired only as free gifts from God. And God pours out these virtues into our very being through sanctifying grace. They're also called supernatural virtues. So faith, hope, and charity, maybe to our, for our listening audience, just briefly, uh, each of the vicars, I don't know if you want to take one of those uh, virtues and talk about it, or we can just have Father Me, you uh, cut <laughs> to the chase. A beautiful exhortation. Yeah, but I'll take it. Uh, well, t- Father Curtis is having the second Snickers oh. bar, which he supposedly Ooh. gave up for Lent, but go on. Um, so I'll take uh, faith, because I'm looking at the definition right here from the Catechism. The theological <laughs> virtue by which we believe in God and believe all that he has said and revealed to us and that the Holy Church proposes for our belief, because he is truth itself. I, I guess what, what I, the part of that definition that I like is that we can know what God wants. We can know what God expects. We can know that the... the the way to live that God has revealed, uh, as we look to the teaching of the church, that God reveals Himself to us uh, through uh, through the church, and um, I just think that's an important uh, message today. Because even for some Catholics, we we, we um, don't always like what the church teaches, and yet this definition of faith and the virtue of faith should give us some pause that that, that this is not simply a uh, something that human beings thought up, but it's actually um, God's revelation to us. And then talking about those those three theological virtues, 
and the, the church's role in, in passing those on to us and how those can be applied in very practical circumstances. Uh, we know that everything in the church is, is held up against the, the standard of the scriptures, and, and those three theological virtues, of course, were captured by St. Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians, on his uh, reading used at virtually every wedding ever done in the church. Uh, the greatest of these is love, or love never fails, I think. And then if you continue on with that, talk about in the end there are these three things, faith, hope, and love, or charity. And the greatest of these is love, charity. So why is that the greatest one? Well, that's the one that endures unto eternity, because in heaven there's no need for faith and hope. They've been realized. And what we believed in, we're now living, and, and what we hoped for is now realized, but the love continues on. So, Well, I know that, uh, Father Connell, when you were in uh, uh, eighth grade at sixth. Trinity, sixth, you sang that Captain and Tennille song, Love Will Keep Us Together. That was... No, that wasn't oh. it. That's where... Love will keep... You know oh, that love will keep... Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Captain and Tennille, or, or was it uh, Ter- Sonny and Cher? I had a leisure suit. Uh, <laughs> you you still have you a leisure still, suit. It's in the back of the closet. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, really leisure suits were invented in Spokane. Uh, my father told me that. <laughs> father, me, you were uh, going to say something. Not about oh, leisure suits. No, it's I nothing about leisure suits. Or no, used I was, to wear one. Uh, father Chris mentioned about love or charity. I was thinking while I was listening to Father Connell's um, presentation on faith. Missive. Missive, well, uh, thesis. Uh <laughs> The Sisters of Providence, who, of course, founded Sacred Heart Hospital and all, their um, motto was Caritas Christi Urgitnos, which they got from 2 Corinthians, from Mm. St. Paul, which is the love of Christ uh, urges us or... Impels. Impels, or what else? That actually was... Drives. Drives us on. Stolen from the Daughters of Charity. The the charity urges us on. That's from the Daughters of Charity. Well, I'm not going to argue about which one of the sisters uh, got it first. This radio show is sponsored by the Sisters of Providence, Bishop, so... Oh, I thought it was sponsored (laughs) sponsored by Niagara (laughs) University. Oh, well, that's it. Okay. But but that very thing, uh, it's so charity... It's what um, urges us, drives us on to those uh, human virtues that we talked about. So, I mean, through the theological virtues, through the faith we have in God, through the hope, and hope not simply being some wish we have for something in the future, but knowing uh, that which is our faith and that we hope we will come to be realized in the future. Um, But that charity is to be active now. I mean, knowing, having that faith and hope uh, propels that charity towards action. Uh, if we could circle back uh, for a moment to, to faith and uh, the idea of, of God's will being revealed to the church, I think it's interesting kind of contemporary phenomenon with the, the founding of a, a number of different uh, religious orders uh, in the United States and around the world, um, small communities that often have as a motto um, centuri cum ecclesia, to think and to feel with the mind of the church and how important that is uh, as an expression of faith. I know our own Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Church, have that as their as their motto. What uh, about the other order we were discussing at the um, priest council? Our Lady of the Divine Children no, Wound? No, the, the one from um, um, the Recollect, the, the Viceroy. Oh, uh, the Canons Regular of Cloister Neuburg in oh, Austria. in Austria. Okay, but that's not their They order. don't have sisters, no. No, no. no. One of the <laughs> definitions, I think, of, of hope that we is very important this time in the church uh, is the difference, as, as Father Mew was talking about, sometimes wishful. Wishful thinking is really optimism, and hope is reality is grounded in faith. And hope is uh, a virtue of the will, and it helps us to keep going in the midst of adversity. So important, as we know, in, the, in this time in the church, is in almost every century there have been 
great difficulties both within and outside the church and you know hope is so needed uh, you think of the feeling of isolation of young people the rate of suicide in people's lives um, where there's a generally a lack of hope and I know when you you know when you hear confessions sometimes people will talk about being uh, uncharitable uh, that's a, that's a sin that bothers them but I wonder sometimes if we people I haven't heard in, in the time when I worked in the parish of uh, people saying, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, I've, I lack hope. Uh, but they will speak about charity, which is probably appropriate because of, of love. But have you seen in your ministry and your work of these uh, challenges faced in, in our lay people to faith, hope, or charity? I assume all of you are still here. Oh, no, <laughs> well, I think the, the opposite of hope is despair. And I think certainly some of the things you're just mentioning there is um, when things become seem to become desperate or or the youth today despairing and getting into and it's not not simply the youth but getting into whatever addiction so even though they may not um, see that or understand that as going against hope that's what it is I've seen uh, I don't know obviously not seen this uh, firsthand but um, it just seems like anecdotally there's there's this phenomenon that seems to be um, gaining steam, and, and police officers call it suicide by cop, where someone will threaten a police officer in such a way so that they will sh they will get shot. And I've seen you know news reports of this where the the guy has a gun and and says I hate my life and and points it at police officers and and puts them in that horrible uh, situation. They are so despairing. They've lost they've lost uh, so much hope that they're um, they want to die and. He wants uh, to use the police to do that. And I wonder if that has anything to do with what I might call like a preoccupation with the present where people aren't taking the long view of their life. Or mm. they're, they're not thinking back to what God's done for them in the past and the wonderful ways that he's brought them to that moment. And whatever they're facing in the present, they can't see far out into the future. They, they see, you know, today was bad yesterday was bad tomorrow is going to be bad that's it uh, what's what's there to hope for instead of looking taking the long view and say well there's a lot in front that i can uh, and for god to work on me and i i think i kind of reflected on that on one of the homilies this lenten season of one of the things with it must have been the first weekend because temptations and said well one way of looking at those temptations was it was a uh, exaggeration of the importance of the present moment What's going to satisfy you right now? This bread not right now in your hunger. This this power and glory right now. This showing off about how God will take care of you right now. Whereas Jesus took the long view. He was anchored in the past and referred back. It is written. Here's what God's done in the past. And of course, he would never be one to despair and, and could see into the future God would vindicate him and, and care for him past this present moment of jumping off the parapet of the temples. With the uh, growing secularism that uh, seems to be gripping Western society, might that, uh, the lack of belief in God and uh, these virtues have con contribute and will sadly contribute to the sense of hopelessness in, in people's lives oh. without a purpose, without a sense of uh, a life pleasing to God? Oh, certainly. And what people try to replace that with is, of course, it's a dead end. Mm -hmm. There's there's no there there. And uh, that's where think people try it for a little while and it's just it's not working whatever it happens to be that they're trying to fill that vacuum that uh, for us as people of faith we're blessed to be able to fill that with God and mm -hmm. when um, we 
have opportunities for retreats and quiet days of prayer. Sometimes the topics might be on the virtues and how we live them. And I, one of the benefits, I hope, in our radio show, The Bishop and the Vicars, is to see these great teachings of our church, what Christ has given to us and, and what we hope to not only believe but to live, but to take this and find ways that our faithful people, uh, those in our listening audience and beyond, can live their life in a way uh, that is pleasing to God. And certainly living the virtues is significant. We talked about the, um, the, the, the virtues, uh, but there's the seven deadly sins. And I, I know that uh, I had to ask Father Connell not to give this in, in his Christmas homily to the kids, but um, <laughs> lust, greed, gluttony, envy, anger, pride, sloth. Um, do you care, Father Me, uh, Father Me, or Father Connell, or Father Chris, to uh, <laughs> tell our favorite advice? Well, no. <laughs> One that uh, you think that I, we need to address, uh, I, not a, not in a Christmas homily, but no, I, maybe I, a day of recollection. And those virtues that you listed, the one I think that we struggle with most most with in our society today is the is the the vice or the sin of pride, which was mm-hmm. the original sin that. Um, uh, I get to decide for myself what's right, what's wrong, uh, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. I don't have to listen to a church, to a to sacred scripture. I don't have to listen to you know a minister. I don't have to listen to a priest. I I get to decide all these things myself. Uh, you, you hear that in, in the language of uh, you know abortion, where these decisions have to be made within, in the sanctity of uh, the relationship between a doctor and 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 uh, the, the patient and their God. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, I think it's pride. Well, I think um, one, one quality of virtue that is absolutely needed in our church today on all levels from uh, the hierarchy to the clergy to the religious to the laity is uh, humility. And um, depending upon what our uh, favorite saint is, um, Certain spiritualities emphasize humility more than others. Who's the most humble person at this table? Would you say? I, oh, are you gonna? Call I think I, I, I think it's our it's our executive producer yeah. and oh. associate producer. I was hoping uh, to say it was me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, anyway, I think that Saint Vincent de Paul had this great quote: "The most powerful weapon to conquer the devil is humility, for as he does not know at all how to employ it." Neither does he know how to defend himself from it. That's in DePaul, yeah, in I, 1660. I, it was a, a the No, no, oh, no, okay. no. You're you're thinking of um, uh, Peter Faber. Okay. Yeah. Or Fabian. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, well, it, you know the 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 vice for uh, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> We're almost out of time. Uh, We're off track. What was the virtue okay. you just said? We're oh, talking humility. humility, arrogance, yeah. and how 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 much of a poison arrogance uh, yeah, and pride. can be and pride. Well, we're going to leave that, and we're going to continue this topic. Uh, and we thank you for listening. God bless. You.